Ever wondered what unicorns eat for breakfast? Okay, so I don't actually know. But I do know that 20% of all unicorn startups are using HubSpot. And for good reason. HubSpot's all-on-one platform levels up your sales, software, and support. Plus, they have a huge collection of resources to help startups scale. And with the HubSpot for Startups program, you could save big off your first year. To see if you're eligible to save on HubSpot, visit HubSpot.com startups. Good morning, everyone. It's Thursday, October 5th. I'm Ben Berkeley here with Lestrandra Alfred, and this is The Hustle Daily Show. Think for a moment about the celebrities you know and love getting put to work by the brands that you know and may or may not love. And you're probably thinking about Snoop Dogg in a commercial or Kylie Jenner posting something with the hashtag SpawnCon. But the model for leveraging individuals' fame and prominence is starting to evolve, covering new ground that includes adding celebrities to the company roster. In our top story today, we'll tell you more about this trend and offer examples of the creative ways companies are working with famous figures today. But first, let's run through the stories making headlines in the world of business and tech. The largest healthcare worker strike in U.S. history is unfolding. More than 75,000 Kaiser Permanente healthcare workers went on strike yesterday after failing to reach a contract deal. The Kaiser system provides care for 13 million people across eight states. And this, of course, adds to one of the biggest business stories of the year. The historic highs in U.S. workdays lost to labor disputes. Auto workers and actors remain on strike, among many others. We'll naturally keep going back to these stories as they develop. For now, though, Uber's latest update is here, and it's all too pleased to encourage your online shopping habit. Users can now request an Uber for that pesky errand of returning packages. Uber drivers will drop off items that they wish to return at, say, a local post office, FedEx store, or UPS store for a standard $5 rate. Uh, there will also be a reduced rate for its premium members. Premium members of Spotify, meanwhile, can expect a, a whole new feature as well. Subscribers in the UK and Australia now have access to 150,000 audiobooks. U.S. members will gain access to this feature later this year with more markets to launch in the future. Of course, there are some premium shoppers who are not having a great time today. Those who bought Apple's 18-karat gold luxury smartwatches uh, many years ago are finding out that those products are now obsolete, so they cannot be repaired at Apple Store directly or at any authorized repair stores. When these launched in 2015, they cost up to $17,000. And you'd hope that kind of price tag would come with a lifetime supply of Apple Care, but that's not the case. And, you know, sure, it sucks for anyone who dropped that money on a smartwatch, but probably if you're spending that money on such a product, you're probably doing okay. One last news item before our top story. If you don't know about the so-called cheesecake factor, we're going to fix that for you. If you want to know how financially healthy your local mall is, there's a pretty good initial question to ask. Does it house a cheesecake factory? New data from Moody's suggests it'll tell you a lot as malls with cheesecake factories are current on their loan payments about 93% of the time versus those that lack the restaurant who are only current on their loan payments 72% of the time. Uh, for the record, they also suggest Apple stores as another informal measuring stick when weighing malls' likelihood of survival, there was this quote from Economist, summed it up really nicely, that people go to the mall to go to Apple. 
they don't go to a mall and end up at Apple. Um, the same logic they say applies to the Cheesecake Factory. So next time you're at the mall, look around, see if that thing's going to survive. But now we're going to move on to our top story, the evolution of partnerships between celebrities and brands. To be clear, the days of the celebrity spokesperson, they're not numbered. This trend is not replacing anything. This is adding a new layer of engagement between the companies that spend billions of dollars every year trying to get our attention and the individuals, say, Hollywood stars, musicians, athletes, models who already have that attention on lock. Les, you dug into this story, so I'd love for you to start us off. What should people know about this trend? Yeah. So a few weeks ago, there was a headline about Tom Brady now being employed by Delta Airlines, which is a really, really interesting tidbit. For those who may not be football fans, Tom Brady has been retired for maybe about a year or so from football. So I would imagine he has a little extra time on his hands and is looking for something else to do. But I did not anticipate getting a nine to five at Delta to be what was next for Tom Brady. But it is. So essentially, Tom Brady has joined the Delta team in kind of a consultant spokesperson hybrid role. Delta's hoping that Tom's leadership skills and team building skills can rub off on them, their employees, and their customer base. This is really just one example in celebrity brand partnerships and how they've evolved over the past few decades. Yeah, this was not what I was expecting out of Tom Brady, but I do think that when you kind of put it together in context with a lot of other examples, it does show there are all these creative ways of leveraging celebrities. I, I feel like you also pointed out Sophia Ritchie Grange, that she was also a really good example of that. Could you tell us more about what she's been up to? Absolutely. So Sophia Ritchie has had quite the 2023, although previously she's been best known as Lionel Ritchie's daughter. Earlier this year, she got married and around the time of her wedding was when she established her TikTok presence and essentially went viral, kind of becoming a new it girl for Gen Z's. Now, since last year, Sophia has also been a part of the Nude Sticks team. Nude Sticks is a cosmetics brand, which she owns part stake in, and she also serves as a beauty director for the brand. So while she had this viral moment around her wedding, her makeup artist was sharing some of the products that she used on Sophia during her wedding weekend, of course, shouting out several Nude Sticks products. And around that time, Nude Sticks saw almost a 3,000% increase in sales for these specific products. So that company is definitely seeing an ROI from working with Sophia Ritchie. One thing I, I'm curious about here is you see a lot of different titles going around. Like, I feel like you've got Prince Harry, who is in his startup better up which as like the i think it's like the chief impact officer you've seen a lot of different um you know apparel brands bringing in say an athlete or musician um notably thinking of like adidas and yay which it it didn't go so well in the end but i'm just kind of curious as this is happening and this trend just continues to build what are the risks for these businesses yeah i mean i think you bringing up adidas and yay is a really great example where a brand can have a really lucrative partnership with a celebrity. But if a celebrity does something or said something or has a moment or a headline that's not brand safe, it then puts the brands that work with them in kind of a precarious position because it's almost assumed that the brand that works with them is going to co-sign or agree with that behavior. So I think both brands and celebrities are trying to find new ways to work together 
One, because brands are always looking for ways to capitalize on popular moments. And two, the entertainment industry is shifting a lot. So I think a lot of entertainers are looking for different ways to build their businesses and sustain their personal brands, you know, as we've seen from the strikes this year with SAG. So actors are not currently working. The writer's strike just ended. Though the music industry doesn't necessarily have the same structure with streaming and with touring revenue, the way that celebrities make money is different than it was in the past. And so a lot of them are either looking towards entrepreneurship and creating their own brands, kind of like Rihanna did, or if they're not in a position to create their own brand, kind of tack on to something more stable with an existing brand. Yeah. And I think what's really interesting to me about all of this is that you're not necessarily seeing it so front facing. Obviously, there's the big PR lift moment of look at us, we're Delta and we have Tom Brady. But it seems the structure of this deal beyond that, he's not going to be you're not going to like turn on TV and see like him in a pilot outfit riding to catch a plane or something. And like, look, that's Tom Brady commercial. That doesn't seem like it's happening. And right. that's that kind of feels really strange to me, but also makes sense. A good deal for him. Really strange. I mean, a lot of it sounds like with that relationship that Tom Brady is going to be working with Delta employees and kind of training and developing their employees, which is such a far cry from you know, celebrity partnerships in the past. The biggest example I can think of is like Britney Spears and Pepsi in the early 2000s, these really big budget commercials that everybody knew that she was the face of Pepsi. This is a really interesting scenario where it's a little bit more behind the scenes and companies are looking for celebrities to impact their company culture. Yeah, I feel like that's uh, such an interesting way to leverage these what are ultimately really famous faces. Um, And I guess kind of that makes me want to pull back for a second here on just like celebrities and marketing in general, because it still is effective. Um, Clearly, there's a lot of ROI in these partnerships. Otherwise, they wouldn't be happening. I guess I would have assumed that the rise of this influencer class would kind of dilute pool a little and kind of like promotional overload for consumers. But you're still seeing so many commercials out there with stars plastered all over everything. How is this so enduring? I mean, you know, I think as consumers, what we're interested in is constantly evolving. And so I do think that the rise of the influencer has cut into traditional celebrity brand partnerships a bit in ways that we hadn't seen before, because it's a way for brands to get really hyper specific with who they're targeting. If they're working with an influencer who has a very specific demographic, A brand can pinpoint that, but then they're still going to work with celebrities for more macro brand awareness. So I think both plays kind of work together to serve a different purpose. That makes a lot of sense. Um, So I'm actually going to I'm going to pivot us to just like a a fun, a fun last thing here. So I know like the takeaway for many listeners is probably going to be that like counting the rich and famous as their coworker in the future may not be so far fetched. Uh, So kind of keeping in line with that dreaming. Who would you add to Team Hustle and how are you deploying them? I can oh. I, if you want to if you want me to go first, if you want to think about it, I can go first. I definitely have an answer for this. Oh, please hit us with that. OK, if we're talking celebrities to add to Team Hustle, I actually think that Issa Rae would be the perfect coworker because not only is she hilarious and a content queen, but she just has so much business savvy and knows how to build multimedia platforms like none other. And I also feel like if we all worked in an office together and Issa was at the cubicle next to us, 
she would just be really fun to work with. <laughs> we got to be able to make that happen, right? Right. She's spoken it inbound. So, you know, not too far-fetched. Okay. I, I like this. Um, just... My answer's uh, going for a two-for-one deal here. I'm going to go with Penn and Teller. We've got like Teller kind of doing some like training materials on how to communicate effectively without being wordy. I feel like Penn could probably tell us a lot about working well as a small creative unit. They've been doing this at a high level for decades together. Just lots to learn there. And obviously then I just want, I just want to see magic. But I feel like Issa Rae and Penn and Teller were going to make some offers here. Um, they're not going to be monetarily attractive, but we're fun to work with, I think. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we will, uh, we'll see how that goes. I'll make some calls. So let's call it right there for today. Thank you everyone for tuning in to the Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor today is Ezra Trupiano and our executive producer is Darren Clark. We've got a lot more tech and business coverage in our newsletter. If you're not subscribed, go get yourself signed up at thehustle.co slash email. We will see you tomorrow. Hey, everybody, let me tell you about this great podcast that's available right now. Creator Science, hosted by Jay Klaus, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, which is the audio destination for business professionals. Creator Science goes behind the scenes with today's top creators. Through narrative interviews, Jay Klaus explores how creators like Tim Urban, James Clear, Tori Dunlap, and Cody Sanchez are building their audiences today. And by learning how these creators make a living with their art and creativity, Creator Science can help you gain tools and confidence to do exactly the same. I was actually listening to an episode recently where Jay had on Dr. K, who is a Harvard psychiatrist. And Dr. K helps a lot of creators with performance, burnout, and dealing with a lot of negative feedback online. It's a great hour of conversation with Dr. K, where Dr. K really breaks down what it means to be a creator today and the burnout that a lot of creators do experience and what to do when you get that burnout, because you will. And you can listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts, and I definitely suggest it. Listen to Creator Science wherever you get your podcasts.